Hey, what's up, everybody? This is B and Ill from The Woke Show to talk about Anchor, one of our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Hey, Ill, why don't you explain? The best part about it, fam, it's free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will even help you distribute your podcast. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting on? Yeah, what are you waiting on? Head over to your app store, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Did you know you can help us spread the word about our show by going to paypal.me forward slash the woke show? All of the money that we collect will fund the betterment of our show and the expansion of the woke show community. If none of this sounds like you, just leave us some love in the comments or get involved in the conversation by going to the woke show discord community or send us an email at the woke at gmail.com. Chairman, and I uh, want to extend a welcome to the new committee members. I'm grateful to be back on this august committee, and I understand and appreciate the significance and importance of the work that we do. And I just think it would be nice if, in the spirit of national unity and national pride, which I know we all aspire to do to a greater extent, that at the beginning of each meeting, the chair or one of the designees of the chair would have the opportunity to lead, lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. We're all aware that in these times, uh, it's important for the country to see members of Congress working together on some things. And while I know that we can deal with divisive issues in the committee, uh, it would be my hope that we could start every committee with a great unifying patriotic moment. I yield back. The gentleman yields back. Uh, I recognize myself to speak in opposition to the amendment. Um, it's unnecessary. They're really showing themselves to do really well. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, here we are. We're back. Yeah. Welcome to the Woke Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am B, and with me as always. It's your boy, Ill. I mean, of- that tells you a lot right there. Jerry Nadler um, just basically kind of, you know, saying it's not necessary uh, to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And, I, you know, I thought Matt Gates had a... Uh, a great suggestion there to you know do something that would unify our nation, bring us together. If there you know if there's anything that we have in common, it is that uh, and the principles that stand in that pledge. Um, and here's Jerry Nadler just saying, "Nah, not necessary, folks. Not necessary." Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just sort of unbelievable, man. I I love. Uh, Matt Getz. Uh, I think he's a fresh new mind, uh, you know, whichever side you sit on. But I, I think it's time for some of these, uh, you know, these younger people in Congress to, to take a step up here and, and take a stand. I love it. Uh, I grew up in a time where, uh, you know, we said the Pledge of Allegiance every morning before class started. Uh, it's a, it's a unifying thing. We should all take pride in our country and where we live because we all know it could be so much worse. There's so many other 
you know, countries and people that live in those countries that don't enjoy the rights that we have. So, uh, yeah, a nice, uh, unifying gesture by him that was just sort of, uh, shot out of the air. Just another, right. just another, uh, you know, piece of the old divisiveness, uh, you know, coming through. I just, I am, yeah, man, I really don't understand it. You know, and the theme of uh, the Biden administration as far as, you know, when the inauguration was there, it was unity and that we have to come together. We have to get past these differences. And, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I really like I really like him. I, I think he's a talented young uh, congressman and uh, a big future ahead of him. Um, and was loyal to the calls of, you know, uh, America first and, and what the president, the former president, if you will, um, stood behind and, and came to the forefront with. So I, I have the utmost respect for him. I thought it was a, a great gesture. Um, of course, you know, uh, the mainstream media used it as uh, here he he's trying to stir the pot, you know, and I, and I, I don't see it that way. I don't see what he was doing as stirring the pot. Uh, I just see it as him, you know, saying, Hey, look here, this is a unifying thing about our country. And it would be a small gesture that we can make to the American people to show them uh, where our loyalty is. I don't know. Yeah. But, I, it's almost like, like a like an extending the olive branch or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So well, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, I, I think I don't know how they could say that that's uh, stirring the pot. Like I think it's something that we could, you know, that both sides can kind of unify on. I mean, this is still our country, and uh, just imagine the world <clears throat> that we live in now. That uh, you know, somebody, you know, wants to do the Pledge of Allegiance and, uh, it's a problem. And, and that's, uh, in, in my eyes, man, we're in big trouble here now. Yeah. To me, anywhere that it, it should be necessary, right, is in the Congress. You are pledging your allegiance, especially when there are so many, um, you know, uh, conspiracies or whatever you want to call them about um, collusion with other countries. Um, I, I think showing the American public, hey, look, this is where our allegiance stands. Um, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not unnecessary. It should be required. Um, and I'm going to throw this little tidbit out. You know, m my son uh, attends a public school and he normally started his day out with the pledge and and everything, and uh, they've slowly started trickling back into school. He's kind of on a, a hybrid, you know, yeah, schedule. Ours too, man. Yeah, and so I asked him when this story came out, and I was doing some show prep and stuff. I asked him. I said, "Hey, have you guys been doing the pledge uh, since you've been back at school?" And he said, "No." So uh, you know, I don't know if this is merely just because of COVID, I don't know if, you know, his particular uh, school or the teacher or, you know, principal or whatever you call it uh, was just not, you know, thinking, hey, we need to get the pledge back. I don't know. Uh, I think it's awfully weird. You know, why aren't we saying that anymore? Uh, so I might make a phone call uh, this coming week and just say, hey, 
uh, asked my son about it. You're not saying the pledge. Just wanted to make sure that that's something that we're still doing. Yeah. Yeah, I would. And I, you know, I haven't, I haven't talked to uh, my son about that. I'm, I'm, it's going to make me, uh, I'm going to have to ask him because I'm curious now, but I, I don't see why that should be a problem for anybody. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a pledge to our country. Uh, everybody that's in this country lives here, enjoys the rights. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I just, I don't see the problem. We all contribute to this country in one way or the other. And, you know, if, if it's a problem, I, you know, I don't, you know, maybe relocate. I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, uh- yeah, I don't see a problem with with pledging your allegiance to our country, but well, that's uh, we want to welcome everybody back. We uh, we've been uh, kind of in um, hiatus for a little while. Uh, Ill had a, a personal trip that he had, and uh, well, I'm I'm not yeah. going to lie, I've got a new baby syndrome going on with a, a newborn at the house, and uh, it's it's rough to stay up uh, past. I, I'm, I mean, I'm ill. I'm ashamed to say it. It's tough to stay up past eight o'clock. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't, yeah, I can't blame you. I mean, you, dude, you're up early. Um, and you know, anybody that that's out there listening that gets up early, uh, yeah. When, when it gets late in the evening, man, it's, it's hard to keep your eyes open, man. So you it is. To, my, uh, you I feel like I'm bobbing for apples, you know, around, <laughs> around eight o'clock. My head just kind of, uh, Starts yeah. Bouncing around. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but yeah, I, I had a, you know, an occasion, uh, last weekend that I had to attend. And, um, so, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a few, been a little while. So it's good to be back. Uh, there's lots of stuff to talk about. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, the opportunity to maybe, uh, get this thing rolling full time. Yeah, we we've missed out on uh, quite a bit that's happened. So we we kind of scanned the news over the last couple of days, and we want to talk about some some things that are currently going on and catch you up to date on that stuff, as well as uh, visit some things that that we didn't have opportunity to uh, to talk about. So one of the first stories I want to jump into is um, former President Donald J. Trump uh, is. Well, he's always in the news. I mean, the left has nothing to talk about other than Donald Trump because he is the newsmaker. But he has recently returned to social media. Um, He returned to Gab. And while at the spin, the media took on this, I want to just read a couple of the headlines. Um, And then I want to read to you what he actually posted on Gab. Yeah, so, I, I'd be interested to know because, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't have the Gab thing going on. And, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see. I, I haven't seen what he posted. Yeah. So here, here's a, just a couple of headlines, uh, from Business Insider. Uh, their headline was Trump breaks silence with post on Gab denouncing impeachment trials. Uh, Newsweek, could Donald Trump's gab post hint at a return to social media? Hmm. Republic World, gab is the latest platform for Trump and his allies. Read about the Twitter competitor. Uh. And then, of course, you know, got to look at the uh, South China Morning Post because that one's always uh, 
really important. Uh, Gab this. Trump breaks social media silence, rips impeachment trial. Now, I wanted to, uh, you know, read you what he actually uh, posted. (laughs) I can't wait to see the spin. Well, it was in response, and it's on a letterhead. Um, It's not one of his typical, um, you know, what you would expect from – um, the tone and everything that we got used to with uh, President Trump's tweets. Uh, this is on the letterhead from the office of Donald J. Trump with, uh, mind you, what seems to be uh, – I'd have to do some research. I've heard some people say it's actually one of the original seals uh, that uh, would have been used like George Washington era of the president of the United States. Uh, I'm not confirming that I have done zero research in that, but, uh, it'll, I'll send it over to you so you can see this. Um, and, and maybe you can look into it while I'm reading through this. Let me, uh, let me send this to you real quick. But, uh, some people are saying that's the actual seal of like, like I said, uh, George Washington era, the president of the United States. Anyways, it says the office of, the, of Donald J. Trump, and it says response to Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin, and it reads, Dear Congressman Raskin, we are in receipt of your latest public relations stunt. As you certainly know, there is no such thing as a negative ref- uh, inference in this unconstitutional proceeding. Your letter only confirms what is known to everyone. You cannot prove your allegations against the 45th president of the United States, who is now a private citizen. The use of your constitution, of our constitution to bring a, uh, impeachment proceeding is much too serious to try to play these games. Sincerely, Bruce L. Castor Jr. and David I. I believe it's Scochin attorneys to the 45th president, Donald J. Trump. And that was dated February 4th. Mm. So uh, if we look at, you know, some of the headlines, um, I don't think too many of them are totally misleading. Um, I don't think he, um, he himself did anything. Uh, he posted a, a, a letter that was sent by his lawyers. Um, he himself, you know, he didn't say anything. Um, and it was in response uh, to what this uh, congressman was saying. Now, the congressman, um, Jamie Raskin, uh, is quoted by saying he's going to prosecute the hell out of Donald Trump in the upcoming <laughs> – I'm going to prosecute the hell out of him in the upcoming uh, impeachment trials. Um, I, you know – I think it's great. Number one, Donald Trump is coming on the gab. I want to start there. Yeah. Gab, I'm here to sing the praises of gab. If you are not on gab and you are, I'm, you're listening to me in your ear hole right now. Stop what you're doing. Stop this podcast. Open a new tab and sign up for gab. And then I want you to delete Twitter and I want you to delete yourself off of Facebook. Or any other social media you happen to be on. Gab is the new home for all of you. I promise. If you like this podcast, you want to be on Gab. And it's getting better and better by the day. 
Uh, I believe I, I might be completely misquoting this, but I believe in the last 24 hours alone since Donald Trump uh, posted uh, the letter here from his lawyers, they've had over 100,000 people sign up in 24 hours, which is amazing. Uh, and the team over there has done a phenomenal job of, of managing the um, ridiculous amounts of traffic that they've received since all this censorship stuff has started. Uh, but um, I, I think it's great that he's starting to post on Gab. But I want to go into this um, impeachment trial. Il, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just think this whole thing, it's, uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, weaponization. Um, and I, I feel like now they're, they're trying to extend it to include the constitution. Um, you know, they're trying to use these constitutional, uh, powers. Well, what they think anyway is like a weapon against people that they just don't agree with really. Right. That's what it boils down to. They don't agree with his, with his politics or maybe his style of governing. So now they're trying to impeach him. And it serves really no purpose. They're just trying to get them to to erase him, really. They don't want to have to deal with uh, former President Trump anymore or let him run again or, you know, so he's just sort of out of the picture. And uh, I think it's a waste of time. I think it's a waste of money. I mean, this uh, letter you just read, I mean, he's a private citizen now. Like, it's, the, the Constitution doesn't have anything to do with uh, impeaching a private citizen now. So uh, it's just it's just more games, more divisiveness. I mean, it's the same old, same old. And I really I really don't I don't think they have a leg to stand on. Uh, and anybody in the Senate, I mean, of course, the House is going to push it through. Right. Because they're they're all just uh, pandering down party lines. Uh, but if anybody in the Senate, you know, has any uh, cojones, you know what I mean? And, and any kind of knowledge of our Constitution, it'll it'll get shot down. And uh, that's just my thought. I, I think it's a waste of time. Let's move on and figure out real problems. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fact that we have uh, illegals. Uh, coming across our border, yeah. what's the plan for testing them for COVID? Uh, are we just, you know, we're, we're capturing and releasing, uh, which is Biden's plan to just, you know, allow them to to go free into our country, oftentimes with, uh, you know, rewards and, uh, you know, money to be able to survive on, which is great and all, uh, but come on, uh, we are in, yeah. you know, I mean, we've got our American citizens, uh, many of them on lockdown. Yep. We're just, you know, allowing these people to come across our border and, and, and what's the plan for testing them? Right. And I, you know, something to be is, you know, now they're talking about giving stimulus money to illegal aliens. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I'm not down with that. And, and let me be, let me go ahead and be firm and, um, and, and let everybody understand that's listening where I stand. It, you know, conservatives, you know, aren't against immigration. This country was founded, uh, you know, has roots with immigration. And, and immigration is not the problem here. The problem is you take the proper pathway to get into this great nation. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everybody out there that's listening right now, you know, they pay for their own health care. They pay their taxes. 
you know, all we, we pay into all of these things. And I, you know, I just don't think that somebody should just be able to waltz over here and keep a hundred percent of their paycheck, but yet enjoy the things that we've paid into like healthcare and such. So that's just where I stand. And I, I just felt like, you know, you know, that people should know where, you know, where I stand. And I'm, I'm sure you probably agree to, to, you know, similarly. Yeah. So getting back to this story of um, the impeachment trials, um, this is from uh, NBC News. It's the headline is most Senate Republicans back measure saying Trump impeachment trial is unconstitutional. Uh, Yeah, and I agree. Senate Republicans voted Tuesday for a measure that would have declared the impeachment proceedings against former President Donald Trump unconstitutional unconstitutional, excuse me, uh, because he is no longer in office. The motion uh, by Senator Rand Paul uh, was defeated by a vote of 55-45, showing that Democrats have an uphill climb to secure 67 votes needed for a uh, conviction. Now, a conviction of what? He is not a seated president, or is he? I don't know. I'm just saying there. I've seen weirder things in my life, Bill. I'm telling you, no. I mean, I, I read <laughs> kind of crazy things all the time that he's. But he's not president. So how are you going to try and impeach the man? I don't get it. It's uh, it, not only does it seem um, unconstitutional. It's very obvious that this is just uh, an attempt to smear the man's name uh, to yeah. try and and completely remove him. Um, from uh, public office to ever, you know, be able to hold public office again. Yeah, it's time to move on. You know, it's it's time to move on. And and everybody out there listening needs to take note of these people that are supporting this. Because let me tell you something: you voted them in the office to represent you. And when they when you vote these people in office, uh, you expect them to respect. The Constitution. I'm sorry. These are the defining rights that are given to every American citizen. And that needs to be the foundation of why you're voting, you know, these people in. Like, these are people that need to, you know, to represent their people. And it starts there. It starts with the Constitution. This is total violation of that. And it uh, totally is. You know, and to me, you you need to look no further than the fact that Chief Justice John Roberts, uh, the Supreme Court justice, yeah. uh, refused to hear it. So what does the Senate do? Well, they picked uh, Patrick Leahy, a Democrat from Vermont, huh, uh, right. to to preside over the uh, trial instead of uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. How convenient. And, well, they're claiming it's because Trump is a former president, but uh, I call bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, and why isn't Roberts? I mean, I guess it's, they, they have a history, right? They don't want to touch it. Right. Uh, but why not? Because this has to do with, you know, what the Supreme Court does, interpret the law. It's well, not- in my opinion, though, you know, I think they're looking at it from the standpoint uh, like Rand Paul, where uh, this is unconstitutional. Uh, there's no reason for us to be doing this. The man's a private citizen now. Let's well, move a, on. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. 
So if that's the kind of their way of saying, no, move along, folks, then then uh, I, I'll agree with that. I didn't really think of it uh, that way. Yeah, now I, I totally am on board with you when we're looking at the election fraud and why the Supreme Court, much less many, many other courts, uh, would refuse to hear the evidence. Um, that is their job, and they refuse to do it. Um, but I know that, uh, some of that will be changing, uh, very soon. Yeah. Um, some good news on that front, right? Uh, I, I, if we're yeah. talking about the same news article, Supreme Court announces it will, uh, consider election lawsuit in mid February. Wow. I mean, I guess better late than never. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what good it'll do now. I mean, this is sort of unprecedented territory. So I, I really don't know where we go from here. So if they find out, Fraud has taken place, which, I mean, let's be honest. We all know something happened. I mean, I'm not stupid. Nobody out there listening is stupid. There, there's just no way. There's no way. This guy couldn't fill a parking lot uh, when he was campaigning. There, there's just no way. There's no way he won all these states by as big as they say. Uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, uh, that's great. They're going to hear it. But, you know, what? Do, where do we go from there? <laughs> yeah, and it, the uh, if you have not seen Absolute Proof, uh, which was put out by uh, the My Pillow guy uh, Mike Lindell, yeah. who I'm just going to throw this out there, he kind of sounds like uh, Jesse Ventura. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he really does, man. And you know, control. Yeah, and but you know what? It's when you watch that video, it's kind of refreshing because he doesn't come off as somebody that uh, I don't know, man. Fake. Right, he, he, not like a, like uh, like a used car salesman or something like right. that that's trying to sell right. you a load of crap. He comes off as somebody that you know. Okay, um, you know maybe he's not the most eloquent of speakers, but uh, but you can tell he's passionate uh, about his country. And I mean, you just look at his story and his history. I mean, that guy uh, has been lifted out of the depths uh, by the grace of God, and has really made uh, something out of his life. And I mean, if anybody can, you know, can attest to the uh, pursuit of happiness and and everything that the Constitution and the and the uh, you know that it gives us our rights uh, is that guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for sure. And uh, we'll we'll link that up on the uh, Discord for you. That's hanging with the uh, woke show on Discord. Uh, we'll put absolute proof because I know it's being taken. It's already been taken down from YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Vimeo Twitter will not allow it. Yeah, Vimeo will not allow it. It's uh, where I watched it was actually from uh, Michael. Uh, was it MichaelJLindell dot com? And I think it's a, a website that he put up specifically for this. Um, it's not the My Pillow site, um, but I know it's on BitChute and uh, Gab TV. I believe has it still up. Uh, of course, these free uh, free speech platforms are not going to take it down. They're not going to censor it. But uh, I think Mike Lindell's doing an awesome job. I think what he put together was very convincing. Uh, yeah. A lot of it, Il and I discussed. You know, Il and I do a lot of prep for the show, a lot of research, and so a lot of the a lot of it was things that we already knew. Um, and we had already seen, you know, come yeah. across our desks. But um, for the general public, share, 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 share. Yeah. Uh, there's one point in there where a um, uh, 
someone that's way smarter than me. He even sounds very really, <laughs> yeah. smarter than myself. I don't know his official title, but um, I, I want to say he was like a uh, data analysis uh, mathematician well, of some sort. And he said that it was mathematically – some of these dumps that came in late in the night are mathematically impossible possible meaning the probability it would be like rolling a uh a, you know a, a dice a hundred times and the number six coming up 80 percent of the time right or like flipping a quarter and you get heads every time every time you right. know yeah and like a lot of these guys were forensic experts yeah and uh you're right when i was listening to them talk i was like my god like i can tell right now that he knows way more about computers than i do yeah. You know, I, like I know how to turn them off and on, <laughs> but that guy, I mean, that guy, yeah, he was all over it. He went into detail and I'll tell you, um, it, it was a bunch uh, of information that we already knew, but what, what was really shocking was the actual breakdown they show in the video. Like they, they go into detail with the numbers about, you know, dead people voting, people that switch counties voting, people that voted mm-hmm. in different states. Like it was mind blowing. Like our, yeah. our election process is screwed, folks, unless we really do some, you know, if we, we really need to turn this around in a big way. Well, and I think, uh, you know, with what Mike Lindell's doing, what Sidney Powell's doing, Linwood, and they all still have court cases going. Uh, I think the Senate, uh, better be careful because let's, let's just make sure we understand that Donald Trump did not initiate this. They're, they are the ones pursuing that he caused the, insurrection that took place. I'm, I don't like using that word, but the storming of the Capitol um, and the violence that broke out that day, they are claiming he was, he is responsible for it uh, because of his claim of voter fraud. Yeah. Specifically saying it's because of that. So careful, careful, because uh, he's uh, Donald Trump's been awful quiet. He so is, he we don't that. know what he's got in his bag of tricks. <laughs> he incited that erection. <laughs> he sure did. That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, man. They they just dude. They, he has gotten under their skin, and man, they are they are they are pulling out every trick in the bag to get rid of that guy, and that's all it is. They're just trying to get rid of him. It's it's really a shame. Uh, we, what we need to do is just move on and try and get this country back opened up. Well, if they're not careful, uh, you're going to see, um, like I said, I, I, you know, I don't put anything past Donald Trump. Do I claim to have any sort of insider information? No. And am I going to make a prediction about what's going to happen? No. Are there people out there that do that? Yes. Um, and I, I don't always think that they're, they're, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just very suspicious of people that are like, well, I had a, uh, a whistleblower that's very trusting and, uh, I trust the information I'm getting. And next Tuesday at five o'clock, we're going to get, and then Tuesday at five o'clock rolls around and we get nada. And I think it's very defeating, uh, for many people. Um, and I, I know from talking to others, a lot of people are just fed up. Um, with a, with a lot of the prediction aspect. So I'm not going to predict anything. All I'm saying is we don't know what Donald Trump is going to do. And they have, they are the ones that have initiated this. Yeah. And we don't know what he's going to pull out of that bag of tricks of his, uh, that, you know, 
that could could get the whole country woken up from it. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> That's Donald Trump. Wake up. Hey, look, <laughs> look at all this. Wake up. Yeah. Mike Lindell, he's selling pillows, but he's waking a whole lot of people up. Yeah, man. I, and it really, it's kind of the – I know a lot of people – would rather see him in office. I know I would, but really right now is he's kind of in the best position uh, he can be in, in my opinion, number one, being a private citizen again. And number two, uh, you know, he's coming from a defensive standpoint. And yeah. uh, sometimes mm-hmm. that's most advantageous because uh, now you're seeing the stops that, you know, or the links that these people won't go to to get them out. And they're, <laughs> they're going to expose their themselves to, uh, you know, the world. Yeah, they are showing their true colors. Um, and I mean, you know, when you look at what uh, the clip that we started out with, uh, you know, with Jerry Nadler, I mean, that's showing his true colors. Would it really be that big of a deal for you to do the Pledge of Allegiance? I mean, I just don't know what else the American public needs to see here to see that we have individuals that are not um, working for the American people. Yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm really anxious to see the results of this because I really, I really think it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of money, and uh, you know, people should be. Uh, they, they should be furious about this because it, it, it only begins here. You know, they start impeaching, yeah. uh, you know, a, pri- a private citizen here. Then, you know, I mean, we're talking about a rocky, rocky road uh, ahead. And I mean, you're talking about anytime somebody that disagrees with somebody else, like, well, oh, we're going to impeach you. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> this is a scary road we're going down. It really is. It is uh, definitely a scary road. Uh, and, you know, I think that if I'm not mistaken, he will be allowed to call or, you know, I say he, but I mean his representation, his law, uh, his lawyers will be allowed to call witnesses. So, you know, a lot of these I could I would not be surprised if a lot of these people that you saw in the Mike Lindell uh, video aren't called. And, and I'm assuming all of this is going to be broadcast on social media, on all the news, um, uh, television stations. And, um, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, when they start laying some of this stuff out, if, if it's not cut off or, you know, just they stop covering it, whatever. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the news cycle as his defense team is starting to lay out their case. Yeah, I, man. And that, like I said, this is sort of uh, uncharted waters. Um, I, I really don't know what to expect going forward. I would love to sit down and say, you know, this is what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, when they shoot this thing down and, and then, you know, this, the courts look at some of this fraud and, and find out that it did, in fact, happen, like, I don't, yeah. I don't even know where we go from here. What do we have another election? Does it disqualify Biden from running, you know, in the first place? Like, I don't, I don't even know, man. And what are they going to do when they start, you know, actually identifying people that actually did incite, uh, violence? Um, you know, Maxine Waters comes to mind. Um, you go out and you tell them they're not welcome here anywhere anymore. You get in their faces. 
you know, I can, that's not an exact quote, but you, you know, there are several people on the left that have actually, I believe Nancy Pelosi said, uh, I'm surprised they're not, um, you know, rioting in more cities. Um, I, you know, that's actual what I would consider to be uh, speech that would be inciting violence. So, you know, all of this is going to be used. I, I'm, sh- uh, you know, not sure of it, but I would guess that a lot of these things are going to be brought up in his defense. Um, so it, it's going to be very interesting to see how this uh, story unfolds, which begins, uh, I believe, on uh, Tuesday uh, is when it, it will begin. So. Make sure you're watching and, uh, you know, we, we will be back to our Friday, uh, dropping episodes, uh, Saturday morning, um, next week. So this one's dropping on a, uh, on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, but we'll be back to, f- uh, Friday dropping on Saturday next week. So we'll, we'll keep you up to date of what's going on, but I want to move into kind of a story that is, uh, that was happening at the beginning of the week and at the end of last week, and we um, did not get an opportunity to cover it. And I have a lot of questions because uh, I'll be 100% honest here. I'm just kind of um, uh, ignorant to uh, the stock market and how everything works. It's never been anything that I've really uh, gotten into or, or really follow. You know, I'll follow the NASDAQ and look at the stock market as yeah. far as how the overall country and the economy doing. Uh, but as far as, you know, me being involved in, in stocks and trading, I'm very ignorant, uh, to it. So, um, it'll give us a quick rundown. Uh, and, and I'm going to ask that you do this, uh, and pretend that I am a, a kindergartner, uh, that is. <laughs> completely uh, idiotic to all this. Yeah. So let me go ahead and first say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm really no expert here, folks. I'm, I'm not uh, a financial advisor. Um, So, you know, you take what I say uh, with a grain of salt. I I do know a good bit about the market. I do trade the market. Um, But disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it, just be sure. I always tell people do do your own due diligence when you're investing because research is very very important. Um, but I, I have I've been doing this for a while now. Uh, I I do have an uh, an uh, an aspiring dream to be a full time day trader one day. Um, so let's talk about uh, GameStop um, and there was a few others. So basically, what happened. Uh, was GameStop was overshorted. Okay. So, uh, uh, some of you may know what that means. Some of you don't. So I'll just kind of break it down to you. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Please, please tell me what that means. <laughs> All right. So B, so basically what I do is I, I buy into a stock and they call it going long, right? So when you go long in a stock, you buy low and you sell high. So you're, you're betting on the stock to rise and then you sell high for the profit, right? Well, like everything, there's a constant battle, right? So when you look at the stock market and you see these candles and they're going up and down and green and red, there's a constant battle there between buyers and sellers. That's the best way to look at it. So you think of it like a tug of war. 
So when you go long, you're, you're betting on the stock to go up. Well, then you have shorts, right? When you go short in a stock, you're betting on the stock to fall. So what essentially happens is you borrow the shares, uh, from somebody, a broker, right? And then it goes down and then you buy them back at, at the bottom and you make money along the way. So what happened was, these so hold on. Let me make. I would just want to make sure that uh, I've wrapped my head around that. Let's just say for, you know, for an example here, that um, I buy the short. And am I saying that correct? I buy the short of GameStop. Well, you're going. Yeah. So you're shorting. Well, the the right way to say it would be you're shorting GameStop. Okay. So, All right, so I'm shorting GameStop, and let's just say for just an example here that I buy a share at $5. I'm not actually paying the broker $5. They're loaning me the $5, which is the stock, correct? Correct. So if you look in at your uh, your broker statement like your that lists all your positions, and pos- positions meaning uh, the stocks that you own, right? So basically if you shorted GameStop, your position would say negative, let's say you bought 100 shares, right? It would say negative 100 shares, okay? And so when you when it gets down to the bottom, now this is ideally, right? When it gets down, you know, below the price that you shorted it at, you would buy the shares there to cover your position. Okay. You see? All right. So I think I get all right. So if I buy again, going back to that example, I buy that five or I don't buy the broker loans me the five dollars. Correct. The stock goes down. Okay, and then it's let's say it's at three dollars or two dollars. Right now, how how do I? So essentially, I have a profit of three dollars. Right. Right. Because what you're doing is sell is. You're, you're giving back those shares at a lower price, which essentially makes the broker money. Do you see? Gotcha. Okay. Right. I understand that now. Right. So, um, so what you need to know is, uh, these shorts have to be paid back, right? And when they're not paid back, they start gaining interest, right? Because like anything, you don't just get money for free, right? So there's premiums and interest that goes along with them that have to be eventually repaid. Um, so, so GameStop was being overshorted, and I think the number I saw was a hundred and thirty-eight percent. It was wow. overshorted by. So essentially, what that means is that these hedge funds were were shorting shares that weren't available. You see what I'm saying? So they right. were, yeah. So they were overextended, and so the people on Reddit, right? Wall Street bets, right? It's a it's a it's a thread on Reddit. They did the research. They saw this. They saw that it was overshorted, and uh, they had people like all these people just banded together. And you, they said, "You know what? No, we we like GameStop. We like our games. We like going there. We like to buy controllers and games and consoles and all the other stuff you buy at GameStop. We're not going to let you." Short this company into dust because that's essentially what they do. 
They, yeah. they put so much pressure, these hedge funds put so much pressure on the top side, shorting this thing down. They just grind it down and down and down to where uh, essentially they're not going to get anybody investing in that stock. And then what happens? They have to file for bankruptcy. People lose their jobs. They have to liquidate all their inventory. This same thing happened to Toys R Us, folks. This is why Toys R Us, uh, sad to say, because Toys yeah, R Us will always be a big part of my childhood. Uh, I remember walking in that place, and I mean, it was like walking into like the North Pole. Magical, man. I, I mean, Mad- the awesome. smell, everything was I, great. I'll never forget buying my first copy of Contra on the Nintendo <laughs> in Toys R Us. And folks, do you remember? Do you yeah. remember you got the little because uh, the games weren't actually out there? Right. You had to pull the little tag and yeah. you took it up to the place, you know, like the little cargo area. Yeah, and you would take it to the person. You'd be all like, "Yes, I can't believe I'm getting yeah. this game." And then they go back in the back and bring you the fresh yeah. in the plastic Nintendo game. And that smell, man, when you open a fresh uh, game. Oh man, so you know, good. My son was still young. I, I can't remember. I want to say he might have been five or six when that happened. And we had just moved to uh, the city that we lived in. And, you know, it's a little more of a, a larger city from where we used to live. And it had a Toys R Us. And he, we got to go, you know, pretty frequently. He cried. <laughs> he cried when it when it closed. He was like, no. I was like, I understand. This is awful. Yeah, it, it was, it's, it's so bad. And see, they could have easily, uh, you know, Walmart and Amazon played a big part in Toys R Us too when they, you know, with the whole right. online deal. But, yeah. but Toys R Us was starting to, was starting to go that route too. So I think they could have made a nice chunk of it back and still been in play. But no, man, they, they got pounded into the dust. So yeah. basically these people on Reddit said no. We're not going to take your, we're not going to take this crap anymore. You're not going to sit up there and make billions and billions of dollars and pound this company in the dust that we like, put people out of work and all this. So they started buying. They started buying and buying and buying and buying shares. So there was all this pressure that started. Yeah, man. They started raising the price, right? Because it's supply and demand. When the demand shrinks, the, you know, the supply gets low. Let me see. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. So the supply gets low and demand increases, right? Which raises the price. So now all of a sudden you got all these shorts. So instead of the price going down, the price is going up and the Wall Street people, the hedge funds are going, holy shit. We've got all these short shares we've got to get out of or we're going to take massive losses. So when the price goes up, 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 the shorts are like, oh, my God, we have to cover right now. Buy everything. We got to get out of these positions. So now what do you have? You have buyers and short sellers covering. So you have this double buy action underneath that just like slams the price upward. It's called a short squeeze, folks. And what you saw on GameStop was what they call a gamma squeeze, a gamma short squeeze. And that thing topped out at over $500 a share. And it is glorious. I mean, you saw uh, the little kid on the news who's like grandma or whoever bought him some shares at GameStop at $2 a share. He cashed it in. Now that kid's got a college fund. He saw well, the way I, another, I yeah. So listen to this. I got to tell you this part because this is awesome. So this kid, um, 
there was a guy that invested $50,000 and he cashed out with $22 million. And I don't know if this is the same guy or if this was another trader, but there's a trader that made a ton of money off GameStop and he went and bought like Nintendos and consoles and stuff for some children's hospitals. It was awesome. A great movement because let me tell you something. These hedge funds, they're dirty. They play by all the, all these tricks. And, and that, that's a whole nother side of this that happened, uh, because of this was that they started restricting shares mm-hmm. from Rob- all these brokers. Robinhood was the Robin main Hood. one. I mean, they mm-hmm. basically said, nope, you can't buy any more shares. And at first the guy, uh, what's his name? Vladimir, uh, I can't remember his last name, but his name is Vlad is what they call is what they're calling him on Twitter. Um, Vlad the stock impaler or something like that. <laughs> so basically they, they weren't able to buy shares in these companies. Like they basically shut them off. So it was like all selling and no buying. It was completely dirty. Um, and, uh, sadly there's some people that got in up at the top that were not able to get out and were holding the bag and are still holding the bag today. Um, the holding the bag means they, they just, they're hung in there. Like they didn't get out, they didn't get in and out with a profit. So now they're holding, and and now what they're saying is, you know, you don't really take a loss unless you sell. So they're holding these bags down at the bottom now. So uh, it, it was really messed up. Uh, there's been some class action lawsuits because of this, uh, because they restricted buying. Um, at first, Vlad came out for Robinhood and said that they did it because they needed to protect their customers. They didn't, it was volatile and they didn't want people like basically gambling with no knowledge. And then he came out and said later that he didn't have the liquidity to cover all the profits. So which is it? You know what I mean? He basically, he doubled back and, and told another story. So he's full of it. He's full of shit. Uh, he gets a bunch of funding. From, from hedge funds. And folks, if you don't believe me, go do your research. These hedge funds, they pay these brokers and they sell their, their order, uh, information. So they can see all those orders flowing through the market. So they know who's buying what they pay for, for all of it. Just like phone companies will sell your phone number to these scammers that, well, not, well, scammers, but you know, the, the people that, uh, spam call you. Those, those, these guys do the same thing with their order. It's called the order flow. So they can see all that stuff. So if I, if I had was a gambling man and I could bet my life that those hedge funds called him up and were like, you know, uh, you're not going to get any more funding unless you shut these shares off and keep the buying pressure off. And uh, so you'll, we're going to see, we're going to see. So the SEC is supposed to be getting involved and, uh, and you know, we'll see if it was some kind of dirty insider stuff. My gut tells me yes. Well, and if I can just put this in uh, a way that retards like myself can understand <laughs> The way it seems like to me is the curtain was lifted up for a brief moment and the entire nation got to see the inner workings of yep. uh, these hedge funds and uh, brokers and what they've been doing. Uh, and I think they scrambled 
correct me if I'm wrong, they scrambled to get that curtain back down, but it's too late. As with everything that's happened in 2020 and 2021, you can't unsee uh, a lot of this stuff. So now the, the, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Am I correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. They basically caught the hedge funds with their pants down. I mean, I'm just putting it blatantly honest to you. It's exactly what happened. They caught them with their pants down. Everybody knows what they do now. Uh, and you know, it's okay. The, the thing is, it's when the hedge funds are making millions and millions and billions of dollars, it's okay. But when the little guy comes in and does the same thing, then it's not okay. Right. So now that now they're crying about it. Right. And so what you're seeing now is a redistribution of wealth on this deal, which is a glorious thing. Yeah. These, these retail investors, these little guys, they don't, they don't need, they don't need somebody to protect them. They know the risk. They know what they're investing in. Some of these people bought one and two shares, you know, and came out with thousands of dollars and, uh, you know, it was perfectly legal. It was perfectly legal. It shows the power of uh, unification, right? But boy, did the hedge funds start crying when they started taking the losses. Imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, rules for thee, not for me. Right. And the amount of censorship uh, that that we've seen on this uh, between Facebook and Twitter um, and, you know, a lot of the stories that I've seen is people are being uh, kicked off of these platforms um, because they're talking about stocks um, and they're labeling it as hate speech. Yep. Uh, the people that are supporting this movement are being called uh, white supremacist. I don't know what any of this has to do with hate speech or white supremacy or, or racism or anything. Um, so it, it just further shows you that, uh, that how the government is involved in, in a lot of this. Yeah, it really is, man. And, uh, what is, uh, you know, one of the hedge funds, what's, what's the new, um, the lady that was appointed by Biden, what's her name? Yellen. I think her name's, um, her last name's Yellen, but apparently she was paid by some of these hedge funds, like upwards of like $800,000 to do speeches. Yeah. You know, in front of their hedge funds and stuff. So it's all, it's all, it's all intertwined. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I probably should just share a little information. I did not, um, get into GameStop by the time I looked at it. It was way up there. And, uh, if you do any studying or you do any kind of trading, you know that when a stock like that is overextended or overbought like that, uh, it's best not to chase them, right? Because then you get stuck at the top when that thing comes right. crashing down. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's a, it's a word out there and, and we call it FOMO, right? And it, it relates here. So it means fear of missing out. So what it is, you know, you see that thing going up and then the dollar signs flash and you're like, yeah, let me get some of that. Then you buy it at the top and it comes tumbling down and you're in trouble because when they go up fast like that, I mean, what goes up must come down, folks, you know? So um, <clears throat> what I wanted to get to was I did buy in the AMC and some of you people may be familiar with AMC. Um, AMC is, you know, obviously the theaters, right? And that was supposedly intertwined in this movement, right? So GameStop and AMC were the two big ones, Um you yeah, know, Blackberry in there. Uh, Nokia. Um, 
Nokia, yeah, those older cell phone companies. Yeah, um, that was in there. Um, Sundial was in there. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a uh, marijuana grow, uh, growing company that's doing really well right now. Um, <clears throat> so I did buy into AMC. Um, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor, but if you did get into AMC and right now people are telling you to hold, 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 I am in fact holding right now. I did not buy at the top, but I am in there and I am taking a loss right now. So if you are taking a loss, what I would urge you to do is let it settle because it will settle at a bottom. I think the 52-week low on it was somewhere in the $2 range. Let's hope it doesn't settle that low, but it will settle. Buy some shares and average down. And what I mean by average down is your price per share. So if you buy at 15 and then you buy a 5, they take the average price and it'll bring your average share price down to hopefully 10 or under 10. Now, what I think is going to happen is you will eventually see COVID disappear. They'll get it under control. People will go to the movies again. They love the experience. People love to go. They buy their overpriced popcorn and their overpriced candy. Uh, It's a good experience for them and their kids. New movies. There's like 50 new movies that are supposed to hit this year. I think if you'll just average your price down per share, Hold on to it. I think you'll see that price rise when people start flocking back to the movies. So just a little advice for me. Like I said, do your due diligence. I'm not an advisor, but if you got stuck, you know, you know, buying in AMC and you were a little high on the deal, um, I bought it because not only, uh, was it involved in this movement, but it was also, uh, an opportunity. Uh, because they will come back, folks. They've also been in talks with Amazon and some other companies about doing a streaming service. So uh, if they get involved with that, it'll be like a Netflix, but with with new movies. So you'll but be able to watch it at home. Just to kind of reiterate, you are not a financial advisor, correct? <laughs> That's correct. We'll show disclaimer. <laughs> I just want to offer a little hope to anybody out there listening that might have bought an AMC and is now taking a little bit of a loss because I am. I feel your pain. I'm with you. I will not sell because that's what the hedge funds want you to do because they want they want uh, your shares so they can profit. I will not do it. I will die on this hill if I have to holding these things. Uh, so that's my plan. Average down, wait for the theaters to reopen. And I think Circle that's, back around that's right. Circle It'll be, it, it basically turns from a short squeeze to a long, a long-term investment opportunity is the way I look at it. So, so you, like, like I said, you're going to circle back around on it. Like Jim Pus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Circle back around and answer that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's uh, a, I mean, she's a freaking nitwit, man. Well, uh, I think everybody's kind of, uh, you know, getting used to uh, the changes that we're seeing at the White House. I wanted to play this clip that I ran across. It's so funny. <laughs> if it's her, how, how do you pronounce her name? Is it Paseski? Pes- uh, how do you pronounce it? It's either Paseski. No, I'm not good at phonics. Yeah, Pes- we know. We know. Uh, Majori <laughs> Green knows too. I love the fact that she's all through the news right now. Every time I see Taylor Green, <laughs> I think of you, and I'm like, oh, there's Majori. She's doing it big. Uh, oh, <laughs> so is it Paseski? Uh, uh, um, 
Either it's either it's Pasaka or Saka with a silent P. It's one of the two. I, I don't I don't know. Well, we'll we'll circle back around on that. <laughs> President has been clear that our risk is not having a package that's too big. It's having a package Whoa. that's too small. <gasps> that's what she said. <laughs> Oh, oh god, I love it. That clip <laughs> never ceases to make me crack up. There's another one too. Have you uh have you heard um her package? <laughs> <laughs> and she said it's not the fact that it's too big, it's you know, it's too small. I would think that most women would agree with you on that statement, Jim. Uh, this is this is another funny we won't play the whole thing but you know listen i'm no professional broadcaster uh and i say a matter of fact i just said uh uh and um and i also um (laughs) say um a lot but again i'm just some guy making a uh a podcast in his home studio okay i'm not the press secretary just listen to this nonsense i mean it's just uh President Biden. So this is, you know, someone obviously edited this, and it's her first first press conference. It's fantastic. Mix it up. And I mean, that's our press secretary, folks. <laughs> this is in one press conference. Oh, and I, I only played 38 seconds of it. It goes oh. on for another minute. Oh, God. It's so bad. Half. Oh, it's so bad, man. So bad. Uh, but, you know, it, it. I love it because it gives us plenty of, of content to talk about. Man, the interwebs win again. Oh, so many memes, so little time. It's just these people create such good uh, content for comedy. It's fantastic. I can't thank you enough, Jen. Um, 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 you are fantastic. We'll circle back around next time you make a complete ass of yourself. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I read a story. Be we'll be there to cover it, right? <laughs> you know it. You know, I read a story that she uh, she's asking that questions be given to her um, before the press conferences, but evidently she still needs to uh, circle back around on some of those. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. It's it's again. I say it all the time. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah, I mean, look. What I mean is. We're just doing what they did to our president, right? For it. I mean, I've well, never. No, that's, you know, the, the the sad thing is, is they're not because uh, the soft questions that they're getting. I mean, Peter yeah. Ducey is the only one in that press pool that is uh, is you know even remotely giving anything that would be difficult for her to answer. 
Um, I wish they would let some people in there uh, that, you know, would actually fire off some, some questions that the American public are actually concerned about. Yeah. They're uh, like huge softballs. Like it's, it's embarrassing. Oh and- yeah. She's getting the questions prior to the press conference. Um, she was a former uh, CNN um, contributor and uh, I don't think she's worked a day of her life in the private sector. She spent the whole thing. I mean, she's a swamp creature and, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, it is what it is, but it get, like I said, it's good for us. It gives us plenty of content because I appreciate that comic relief. Thanks, Jen. You're the best. You're yeah. the best. I mean, look, well, I mean, that's what we do. We're going to, you know, we're going to do this news thing. You know, we're going to get into some other topics eventually. Uh, but uh, I think, uh, it's important that people laugh, right? Uh, we're, it's, uh, healing through humor, you know? All right. So, uh, you know, I can get off this thing and feel like I've made somebody laugh or smile today. Hashtag worth it. That's right. Well, we appreciate you all tuning in with us. Couple updates here. Um, we are, we're working on some things behind the scenes, uh, to ensure that if, uh, because people are dropping like flies. And our audience is growing uh, daily. Yeah. And um, we know you. that, yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Share, 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 and then share again, and then send it to your aunt that you don't talk to except for on Christmas. Especially the liberal ones, because we love it. Oh, yeah. Welcome aboard. Um, <laughs> come on in. But we're working on some things behind the scenes to ensure that uh, we have a one-stop for everybody in the event that – uh, your favorite podcast platform decides to uh, all of a sudden just up and, and dump us. Uh, so we're working on that. We're working on some uh, Gab things, uh, maybe some Gab TV. I really like those folks over there and uh, looking into a couple other places that we can um, we can do, uh, you know, house uh, the woke show so that um, in the event that we are, the plug is pulled that you all will know where to go to get hold of us. So we'll we'll keep you updated on that. And uh, we are hoping to uh, stick to our our original schedule now that we're back on track here of uh, Friday nights yeah. dropping uh, Saturday uh, early Saturday mornings um, uh, to keep you all updated on what's going on. This week's going to be busy, and uh, if some major news breaks, uh, we may just do a special uh, short episode and, and uh, get in your ear hole and let you know what's going on with that. But as always, we do appreciate you all tuning in and coming back every time um it, it means the world to yeah, us so. help us out out there you know you guys on on uh, gab twitter facebook uh whatever you're on uh share the link put it on you know tag these big accounts these uh trump juniors and trump and and let's get some views going i'd be anxious or i'd be interested to see uh you know what what they would think about you know people expressing their opinions, right? Free speech. So yeah, that, and you know, we want to get this thing going full time. I'm, I'm going to talk to some people about getting some stickers made. So hopefully uh, we'll have some window uh, decals for your ride and uh, you know, just some stickers you can stick wherever. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And you know, donate. If you guys love the show, help us out. We want to do this full time. We want to reinvest into this business. Uh, B over there has got a pretty decent studio. Uh, Ill, on the other hand, over here has got some earbuds and a laptop. So uh, I would love to get a boom and a microphone, make this thing sound professional. Um, 
you know, 50 cent, a quarter, a dollar, anything you can spare. We'll be forever grateful. Help us out. Yeah, well, uh, we, we do appreciate anything that, uh, that you would, uh, would like to donate to the show. Of course, it all goes to, to, you know, bettering what we're offering here to you Absolutely. guys, which is, you know, an, uh, very biased, <laughs> but nonetheless, we're just bringing you the facts and trying to bring some humor and, uh, give you our thoughts and opinions on what's going on in the world. And, uh, we appreciate you all tuning in with us as always. I am B. And I'm your boy L. Till next time, keep your eyes open. It's time to wake up. <laughs>